0: You know, it's funny how one victory or just a little mini run can change the mindset of a football fan. Now, there are, don't get me wrong. There are still people out there who want this team to lose for some unknown reason. But overall, it's either silence or positivity or maybe guarded optimism. Wh- which one is it? Let's talk about that in the monologue. We're going to bring on Larry Holder, who answers whether the Saints can complete the comeback. Can they beat the Falcons? Can they earn a spot in the playoffs? We're talking about it all on Datitude. the first episode of 2024, coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of danitude And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere. Who have told their wives, told their husbands, told their loved ones, don't wash my lucky socks. Are you crazy? You can't wash the luck out of my socks yet. We still alive. Hey, Joni.
1: We're still alive in the playoffs. Got a shot.
0: That's right. New Orleans Saints. Mathematically alive. In fact, that may be a little bit more than mathematically alive. Going into this final week of the NFL season. Something I think that most Saints fans didn't think would happen just a few weeks ago. A month ago. Lost to the Lions. They stink. Fire everybody. Get rid of them all. Not anymore. Well, some people still want to get rid of them all, but we'll get into that in a minute. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times Weekly and the Advocate at bet.nola.com. And this, again, is the first datitude of the New Year, episode number 202 for a Friday, January the 5th, 2024. Um, Yeah. How was your New Year's, by the way? Uh, You didn't blow your arm off, did you? We live in an area where, um, for those of you who are from the New Orleans area, I think I've made it clear I live in the North Shore. Um, Obviously, by my accent and my yat. Uh, There aren't a lot of yats. The only yats on the North Shore are people who transplanted from somewhere else down on the South Shore. So obviously that's not where I was born and raised. Um, But anyway, up here in Mandeville, um, they like the fireworks up here. And I do too. And look, this year, it was tight this year. So we decided to like, I didn't realize how much crap I had left over in the garage from the past few. It's like... You know, I buy stuff, and I'm like, you didn't really need to buy that. You had that already. So the wife was like, "We're not. don't spend the money. Why do we need to spend all this money? We got, like, a whole bunch of stuff in the in the garage. I'm like, I don't think we have enough. Sure. Did we have enough? Good Lord. We had plenty, and uh, the neighborhood does a great job up here. It was fun. It was a fun New Year's. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, we haven't talked a lot about college football, college football playoffs, Michigan and Washington uh, on Monday night. We'll probably, I'll probably touch on that in, um, in Monday show. Actually, we're supposed to have a segment on it today on Datitude as Uncle Big Nick was supposed to come back to the show today, but uh, he ended up getting sick. He was out of town all weekend. He, as I told you a lot, a lot of you, um, his dad passed away about a month ago and uh, then he, he actually left. Uh, he went on a little vacation to get away from it all. To Hawaii. And on the way back, I guess in the airports, he picked up the bug that a lot of us have. And so he's, uh, he's under the weather today, so he will not be coming on talking about the college football playoff. Maybe if he's feeling better, maybe Monday morning we'll see. Usually I do that one alone. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It uh, depends on what the Saints do as well. I think if the Saints don't make the playoffs, I'm not sure how many people who listen to the show are going to want to hear me talk about Michigan and Washington. We, we, we will touch on that. On Monday, in some form or fashion, and I'll give you my final prediction. But uh, look, today and probably most of Monday is going to be about the Saints. And then uh, if they're still alive, we'll keep talking about them. If they fall, we'll start transitioning to other things like we usually do here. Um, but, you know, I got to say, I hope we get a chance to keep talking about it. I know, I get it. Look, and I'm, I'm a little bipolar, schizophrenic, whatever you want to call it, when it comes to... These Saints as well. I mean, look, people come here on Mondays to listen to me bash this team when they lose. Um, I don't know why they – maybe they like to listen to a lot of people bash them when they lose. Maybe they listen to 10 different podcasts when they lose. Maybe they pick one or two. Maybe I remind them of Buddy D. I don't know what the hell the the reasoning is, but I definitely get more listeners when they lose on Monday than when they win. And I know that I've been kind of back and forth, but i got to say – I mean, I hope this team wins on Sunday. Even if I knew for certain, if I were certain that Tampa Bay was going to win, which means they can't win the NFC South, and I was certain that at least either C- Seattle or Green Bay was going to win, which means the Saints have no chance to go to the playoffs, I would still root for them to win. I mean, to me, 9-8 and eight leaves you a much better taste in the offseason than 8-9 and nine does. I mean, it, look, you might hate Dennis allen as a coach and want him to be fired but i mean look you got i'm rooting for the dude to be able to at least have a winning season i've said this before i mean this wholeheartedly this is his my opinion is this is his final stop on the nfl head coaching train i don't think anyone's ever going to give him a chance to be a head coach unless some kind of way he stumbles into some job someone gets fired he gets to interim gig and they decide to keep him to me, that's the only way that Dennis Allen's ever going to be a coach again, in my opinion. But that look, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I hope he's here 10 years from now. Because you know what? If he's here 10 years from now, it means the Saints have, have done well. I mean, even this team that's loyal to a fault that I keep talking about. They're not going to keep this dude if he keeps losing forever. You can't do it. Even the Saints will fire him at some point. If he keeps if he's as bad as eighty percent of the Saints fans think he is, then he'll be gone soon enough. They're not firing him after this year. They're they're just not going to. I think that's where we are. I think pe- most people who are realistic and understand. And we had the live show again. Larry Holder's coming up. Larry Holder, the Athletic, joins me most Fridays, almost every Friday throughout the football season. He's coming up in a little bit. We had our live show earlier. And we have a Squirrel coming on, talking about how, you know, how can we not have Gail Benson accountable? Why does she not care? That's the dumbest thing ever, dude. Who would think that Gail Benson doesn't care about this? No rational, sane person would think that Gail Benson doesn't care about whether the Saints win or not. Gail Benson's a human being who is very loyal to the people that work for her. You know, honestly, I kind of wish I saw that in some of my former employers. It's, it's, it's kind of a rare trait. Now, it's not, I understand why football fans don't want that and get that. And I've called for Dennis Allen to say, look, dude, I don't know. I don't think you're going to be able to make it through this. I've said that. I've said that Dennis Allen probably needs to go. But I got to be honest, I didn't foresee him being able to rally this team. Now, that doesn't give him a pass for the first three quarters of the season. And again, stinking it up to the point where you're 5-7 and seven and now you're backed into a corner and all of a sudden you decide to play football and have a chance to finish 3-1. and one. That doesn't give him a pass. We're going to talk about it also with Larry about how I think there is one game in particular, maybe two, that I think you can point to that didn't just change the, not a game, not that one game. There are games throughout the course of the season that are season changers. I've said this before in this show. The Green Bay game, in my opinion, again, I talk about it with Larry, so I don't want to get into too much depth here, but that game to me was a season changer. 17-0 at the end of the third quarter. The Saints hold on, they're 3-0. The mindset of a 3-0 team as opposed to 2-1 or even opposed to 2-0 is vastly different. You go back through time in NFL history and look at teams that started 3-0. I mean, I don't know the exact percentage of making the playoffs, but it's somewhere around 80 to 85%. If you start 3-0, you're going to go to the playoffs five, four times out of five. At the bare minimum. Because the mindset of a 3-0 and team is completely different. It gives you a completely different outlook on the rest of the season. We don't know how they would have. I guarantee you they go 3-0. and There's a different feel about the Tampa Bay game in week four when they got shellacked. By the way, Derek Carr was injured. Shouldn't have played. That is Derek Carr. I mean, uh, Dennis Allen's fault. I'm not giving him a pass. There are all kinds of things that he and his administration flubbed up this year. The Atlanta game flub, coming out against Detroit flat as a pancake and then deciding now we want to play football and showed, you know, the number three team in the NFC that we're better than you. Because for the final three quarters, there's no question the Saints were better than the Lions. The problem is you can't give anyone a 21 to nothing lead. Can't spot anyone a 21 to nothing advantage. And had that game going on for another five or six minutes, Saints probably would have won. But good teams don't do things like that. Good coaches don't allow things like that to happen. Am I being hypocritical? Maybe. But I do believe that coaches can grow and learn. I think this Dennis Allen, no matter what has happened, I think this Dennis Allen is better than the Dennis Allen from last year. I don't think it's a whole lot. But I don't think it matters what any of us think is the problem. You can there'll be an empty dome next year. There's not going to be an empty if this team goes nine and eight this year, okay? And they don't make the playoffs, they're still going to sell the season tickets. There's still going to be people in the dome that opening game in 2024. When they open those doors, people are going to be there. Now, if they stink and lose throughout the season, they got a tough schedule next year. Like super tough next year. Nothing like this one. But there will be people in that dome next year. If the Saints, first of all, in the the beginning part of the season, they'll be there. They'll fill up the dome. They'll cheer for their Saints. They lose, they'll disappear. They win, they won't. It's pretty simple. Ask other, you know, we joke about Carolina and Tampa Bay. How many Carolina fans are going to be there this week to root on their Panthers to help either the Falcons or the Saints, because really that's the only thing the Panthers can do this week. Their draft position is locked up. First of all, they don't get the number one pick. It's going to Chicago. Second of all, it's locked up. They are the number one. They get the number one. That pick gets the, is the number one pick in the draft. It goes to Chicago, but they have the number one pick in the draft. They'll have the first uh, pick in the second round and so on and blah, blah, blah not nothing else matters for these Panthers? But are they going to go out and lay an egg and not care? Some people think they will. Betters don't think they will. That line is gone from Tampa Bay minus five and a half to Carolina. I mean, to Tampa Bay minus four and a half. The people who have money think that Carolina is going to play their tails off, and they will give a damn. The fans probably won't. Does it change your opinion is my question of the day. Does it change your mindset at all if the Saints win this game? And you can leave me a note, at J. Derry, I keep doing that. It's at the advocate.com. not a at J. Derry. J. Derry the where you can find me on Twitter, at Jim Derry Jr. Does it change your mindset at all if the Saints win this game and either get into the playoffs as the NFC South champion or get into the playoffs as a wild card? Does it change your opinion? If the answer is no. Does it change your opinion if they win the NFC South, get a banged up Philadelphia team in the wild card round, win in advance and go to San Francisco in week in the divisional round? Does it change your opinion at all? I want to know. Because it changes mine. I definitely have a different opinion about this Saints team right now than I had three week, three or four weeks ago. I just do. You can call it hypocritical. You can call it bipolar. You can call it whatever you want. But the fact that this team has fought back and have given, them a self, have given themselves a chance to advance and keep their season going, it's not too little too late for me. Maybe it should be, but it's not. I'd much rather be, you know, Larry and I joke about it. I'd much rather be talking this week about the possibility of the playoffs, even if it's about a one in four chance, than to talk about who's going to get fired, what needs to happen in the offseason before the season is even over with. Doesn't make any sense. I've said this before. Doesn't make any sense to root against your team. As long as you have hope, root for your team to win. In fact, always root for your team to win, in my opinion. But certainly, when there's still hope, and there's still hope for this team. I don't care if it's a 70-to-1 shot. I mean, what would the Saints' Super Bowl odds be if they find a way to sneak in the playoffs? I mean, don't laugh. Probably go to about 45 or 50-to-1. They were 200-to-1 before the Week 17 game, they have a chance. And that's all you can ask for, really, at this time with all the things that have happened. Again, it shouldn't have come to this. They've squandered their opportunities. Uh, I know probably a lot of you are listening going, why are you being so nice? But that's just the way I feel. I'd rather have hope than have none at all. We'll see about Larry Holder, if he has any hope. As we get into about a forty-minute discussion about not only the Saints, but we talk about the uh, the big games of the weekend. There are four divisions that are up for grabs still, as we had into Week eighteen. Hard to believe, right? AFC and NFC, both the East and the South, on both sides are still up for grabs. Neither have been clinched. None of the four divisions have been clinched. Now you look at the NFC East; probably going to be Dallas. I mean, I think a lot of most people would be surprised. Very surprised if Dallas lost to Washington and Philadelphia beat the Giants. Maybe not Philadelphia beat the Giants. But, you know, if you're thinking the Saints are going to win the NFC South, then you certainly want Dallas to win. You don't want to go to Dallas. I mean, you don't want Dallas to come here as a wild card in week one. That would not be a good matchup. Then you got the AFC South. They start uh, on Saturday night, Texans and Colts. Texans are a one-point favorite Indian in Indianapolis. give you my thoughts on that. And Jacksonville is going to play Tennessee. So the Colts-Texans winner can win the AFC South if Jacksonville were to lose in Tennessee. Probably Derrick Henry's last game as a Titan. Could be Mike Vrabel's last game as a Tennessee head coach. Probably not, but possible. What are they talking about in Tennessee? Is their mindset any different? They've had a couple bad seasons in a row. The year before that... Well, they got the number one seed and just tanked, stunk in the playoffs. Didn't do anything with their buy. What are people talking about in Tennessee and Nashville? I think they still want Mike Vrabel, most of them. You got the AFC East is the biggie. Buffalo and Miami on Sunday night football, final game of the regular season. We'll get into our thoughts of that and all of these big games. Obviously, starting with the Saints and spending most of our time with Larry Holder right now. Twenty, twenty-four—hard to believe. I mean, look at Larry and I. We don't look any different than if it would have been—I don't know—twenty oh four, right?
1: Uh, well, I will say thanks to Facebook. I was reminded that six years ago today. Myself and my mother-in-law were on the front of NOLA.com as she was attacking me with shears to shave my head after I doubted the Saints in 2017, saying they wouldn't win 10 games. Of course, that was part of the good old, uh, and and, uh, Jim was a big part of old Duncan Holder, uh, where, uh, where I lost the bet and the Saints went on to win 11 games and I had to shave my head. And that was uh, quite well, the day.
0: You should have made that bet this year. You would have had no chance of losing going into this final week of the season.
1: Well, the problem is I thought the ceiling was 10. So okay. I would have maybe gone against what I thought, but still, uh, we're basically where we are, whether, uh, you know, the saints were, uh, one below the ceiling or two below, or they're basically the record is meandering where I thought it was. It was just, uh, uh, maybe a little bit different at that, than what we thought. Uh, but, yeah, still, this is where you thought the Saints would be. Uh, and here we are. I mean, the fact that it's a three-team race going into week 18 to win this division is uh, is pretty remarkable.
0: Kind of sad, too, but that's
1: where we are. Look. Remarkable Darry- in a sad way. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Jim Derry here with Larry Holder, as
0: we've done just about every Friday throughout the football season. Why would we do it any different here the last Friday of the regular season we're going to talk about Saints playoff chances we're also going to talk about week 18 in the NFL because there are obviously other big games besides the Saints this week we're going to talk about a little bit about Bucks Panthers we're going to talk maybe a little bit about Colts and Texans on Saturday and of course we're going to talk Bills and Miami and I'll ask Larry what he thinks about the four division races and who he thinks is going to win them all before we are done here and the last thing we'll do before we go out the air is make our prediction for Saints-Falcons and whether the Saints make the playoffs or not. We ask, we invite you to uh, send in your comments, questions. All you got to do is type them in there watch it on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. My mama called it Twitter. I'm still going to call it Twitter. That's where we are right now uh, as we get started here. We're only going to be on the air for about 35 minutes, so let's not waste any more time. Larry, talking about the Saints and Falcons this week, um, you know, as kind of sad as it is eight and eight, you know, I think anyone would have said that you said the Saints were going to be eight and eight going into the final week of the season. It would have been kind of a letdown, maybe more of a letdown than we even thought. But the fact that they still have a chance to win the, win the division, make the playoffs, everything's in front of them. Does it change anything if they make the playoffs?
1: Well, they play one more week. So there you go. But other than that, look, I think it's, it, the the outcome i think more people thought that the saints would be in line to winning 10 games and maybe have an 11 and 6 season maybe rather than uh, the best be 9 and 8 and you know the worst now being 8 and 9 so i think you know there's certainly a a three game swing of of your expectation level and i still think that the saints were look overall uh, they were an underachiever. I mean, I, I don't no think uh, anyone else can uh, – you, you can say anything else. And when you look at, say, they, you could say – a lot of people, I'm sure, have been saying, well, the Saints played their best game last week. Well, it still wasn't a, the greatest game. But the fact that they came up and played like the Saints have to do to win, opportunistic on defense, put enough points on the board – And and that was really the recipe we all thought that the Saints would have to do to win games, and we all thought they'd maybe do that more regularly than what they've done this year. So I I think that, uh, regardless of what happens tomorrow, look, they can win, go nine and eight, miss the playoffs, and uh, it's two better for Dennis Allen than he's ever done record wise. But I'm I'm sure many people are not taking solace in that if the Saints miss the postseason because. People figured they'd be a little bit better than this.
0: Well, that leads into my next question. I mean, do, do you? Does anyone feel any differently about Dennis Allen if they go nine? And I mean, look, he's not going anywhere. I mean, we we know that he's not going anywhere. He's going to be the coach of this team next year, barring something very strange. But does it change anyone? I mean, you know, going nine and eight is a lot different than going eight and nine. I, I mean, I know in the grand scheme of things, there might be who dat's that don't think any, think that. But for for the guy to be able to win his have a potential winning season after all they've ever said is he's never won anything, he's never done anything. I mean, he still wouldn't have gone to the playoffs, but to have a winning season, is that a step in the right direction? Can he turn things around with his career?
1: I don't think it's a step in the right direction because what happens after this year? Like, I think you're going to have to see some changes within this roster, and this was the year where... You had the worst schedule uh, in terms of opponents' records, so the easiest schedule, and you squandered it. And so right. I don't, I, I can't still sit here and think, oh my gosh, let, let's put a positive spin on it. Uh, you know, so it, it to me, it's uh, maybe that changes if the Saints get into the playoffs, if they get the wild card somehow. If they win the division somehow, maybe you spin that into a positive because, look, you get in and who knows what happens. What if you play the Eagles and, uh, you know, the Eagles, keep, the Eagles keep struggling? And so, look, I think that's it's different if you go nine and eight and get right. in rather than nine and eight and stay out.
0: And I, I got to say, I mean, people keep saying that the Saints are going to get their ass kicked if they go to the play. I, I disagree. I think if they could find a way to get in, again, they're playing, if they would have played Dallas, if they would have had to play Dallas, now they still may have to play Dallas, because who knows, some weird things could happen in week 18, but I think it's about a 90% chance that Dallas is going to be the, the NFC's champion. I think most of us think that. So if the Saints were to win, and it's Philadelphia that has to come here, I mean, Philly's only a five-point favorite in, in New York against a bad Giants team, you have to think coming to New Orleans, they'd probably only be about a two-and-a-half or a three-point favorite coming here to New Orleans, so... Vegas wouldn't think it would be that much of a mismatch if if they can find a way to make it happen. Who knows? I mean, I don't think it'd be that far-fetched to think
1: the Saints could win that first game. Look, Philly's defense has been a sieve. Like, it's been bad lately. Like, bad, bad. And that's the major issue. Like, the Saints, offensively, you could actually expect them to put up points against them. And so that's... That's the difference here, and if the Saints defensively, they can keep playing the way they are. Uh, you know, that's look. They, I, I'm with you. I would say that if they got the fourth seed, that they would be one and done. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be willing to guarantee that. Like I, they had, they definitely have a, a better shot than I would have thought a couple weeks ago. You wouldn't. But, shave, I mean, you would shave talking, your head over it, right? right. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep the old uh, look. <laughs> like my is still good. It grew back nice and well. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, uh, that's something that uh, no no need to, to bet my hair over this time. But no, I, I do think though that the Saints, uh, if they get in, they they're not a shoe in to be one and done. So, but that's the thing, you put yourself in a position where you got to have Carolina, who their owners throwing drinks at people, uh, uh, and they're losing against a backup quarterback with Jacksonville last week. They're in the tank. Hey, at least he shows he cares, man. Um, then might as well just throw like a bunch of buffalo wings at people Could then too. Just, just unload the sweet anything that's left. <laughs> just unload it on people in Jacksonville. I don't Very know like the delicacy on. there. Like like it would be here. Like hey, unload a bunch of crawfish shells on Saint. Throw Spain. gumbo <laughs> on
0: this dude. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but then you're looking at it like Arizona. Is it possible they they beat Seattle? Yeah, I'm not yeah, after they beat the Eagles, like they haven't quit in Arizona. And then the bears, I know the bears haven't beat uh, the Packers since what, like Jay Cutler, something like that. Yeah. Uh, But the bears are playing much better. uh, And, but green Bay is kind of on a hot streak. So those aren't all out of the realm of possibility. I feel like it's, it's a more viable thing for the Saints to get a wild card spot than to get to win the division because of the opponent against the bucks. I'm
0: going to give you the percentages in just a minute, but I got a couple comments here. Barry says, uh, Said that the Saints are eight and eight, but more surprised by the Bucks and Falcons winning eight and seven games so far this season. Go Saints! I'm not sure whether he means that's a good thing, like he's surprised that they only won eight, or that they actually won that many. I'm not surprised that the Falcons have won seven. I actually thought they'd win about eight, maybe nine games. Uh, the Bucks winning eight games is a very big surprise to me. Um, I thought they would be terrible. So I I got to hand it to Baker Mayfield because I, a lot is on his shoulders. What he can do with his with his bum ribs, thanks to Terran Matthew, we'll we'll find out next week. Mike says, uh, Dennis Allen reminds me of the bad dad that doesn't give any discipline, so mom has to step in. Who's mom in this one? I, I don't... Is there anyone giving discipline on this team? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, Mike. I don't mom know. Mom might be outside the building, uh, frankly.
1: <laughs> I
0: have no idea, because I don't know who's giving discipline to this team. All right. Going back to the percentages, all right, you... St- you know, you're not the first person to say this. Doug Mouton told me yesterday, or I think it was Doug that said this, that he thought it, maybe the wild card is the easier route. Right? I completely disagree. Um, but it wouldn't be the first time that we disagreed by something. All right, we disagree like
1: weekly. Like it? what is it? That's not a shock.
0: Yeah, at least something. We've got to have something to disagree about. All right. According to Caesar's sportsbook, which is where I base a lot of odds off of, because Vegas doesn't lose. You can go by the New York Times. The Athletic says that the Saints have a 23.7% chance to make the playoffs, okay? You go by Caesars Sportsbook. They say if you did a parlay on the Saints and the Panthers money line, just the money line, which is all that has to happen for the Saints to win, you'd get plus 364, which means you'd have to bet 10 bucks you'd win 3640 if that actually happened, which implied odds on that. I went through a – I did not figure this out on my own. I went through a, a gambling calculator. The implied odds on that to happen is 21 So by Vegas standards, the Saints have a 21.6% chance to win the division. To win the wild card, which would be a money line bet on the Saints, the Cardinals, and the Bears, that would pay out $72 off of a $10 bet, which implied odds would give you 12.2%. So Vegas thinks it's almost double the chances that they win the NFC South and not the wild card. Overall, when you add it all together, I was a little bit off. If you watched uh, Doug Muton's special last night, and he had me on, I thank Doug for doing that. I was a little bit off. We, I had to go back and redo the percentages. It's about a 25.9% chance that the Saints get in one way or the other. Sounds about right to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Well, here's the thing like, it's funny because, uh, of course, uh, we, uh, the Athletic is the sports section of the New York Times, and yet we have, which is
0: way different than the New York Times, by the
1: way. Right. And that's what I was going to bring up. Uh, Like, like we have uh, at the Athletic, the Saints having a a 23.7% chance of getting in uh, to the playoffs. The New York Times has it right now at So, which is uh, up
0: from 31% Sunday night. So, I don't understand how that changed uh, uh, over the course of the past few days.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess uh, I'm, uh, the New York Times simulator does it on 80,000 simulations. And so, okay. maybe what they're doing, I, I, I'm just speaking for
0: the Iowa uh, caucus changed th- that or something.
1: Well, maybe injuries, sitting people, oh, like, it cha- may, you know, maybe the simulations of games outside of the Saints. Have have fluctuated, so that's, that's probably right. that's probably where that comes from. Probably giving the Saints a little bit better of a chance uh, because of that. And so, but yeah, it, it here's the thing. I mean, it, uh, the fact. I mean, you could be right in that. Well, the Saints only need one domino to fall outside of them, so that obviously that makes it a little bit easier. I mean, that's that's inherent. But I just feel like the results. Like I would expect Tampa to beat Carolina. I mean, I expect. Green Bay to beat the Bears, and I, I'm giving picks away. And I'm expecting uh, you know, Seattle to beat Arizona, but I think it's more viable that Arizona can beat Seattle and that Chicago can beat Green Bay over Carolina beating Tampa. So that's where I'm coming from.
0: No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, either way, it's hard. I mean, but what I'll say this. Um, you know, you weren't on last week. You, uh, you had some family issues to deal with. We had Hold the Mayo on last week. It was an interesting show. But um, going into last week, The Saints, by the New York Times predictor, was at 12%. I'm not exactly sure where the athletic was. um, But so the fact that it's jumped three times where it was last week almost just goes to show you, you know, they can do it. It wouldn't be that giant leap of faith. Before last week, I would have said, no chance. Uh, But at least, I mean, it's realistic, you know. And Nicholas says he thinks Carolina beats Tampa this week. We'll get to my predictions in a little bit. But uh you know, it's it's at least not out of the realm of realistic possibility. Whereas last week I would have said, eh, I think you might be uh, making a big wish
1: to Santa and his elves. At least we are this week talking about the Saints possibly making the playoffs. If the Saints lost to Tampa, our conversation would be a right? hundred eighty degree difference. We'd be talking oh, about next year. Who's getting fired. Who's in, who's out, right. So, at least we're still talking about that. I don't know how much uh, Saints fan would rather talk about what we're talking about now compared to what we would have been talking about if the Saints would have oh, lost. there's
0: still a lot of wood that would rather talk about. They've just they've kind of crawled into a hole. Um, that You could still find them on Twitter, but they're not nearly as easy to find now as they were, uh, let's say, five, six days ago but they've pretty much crawled in a hole and just been silent. They'll be back out if the Saints lose this game, or maybe even if the Saints don't make the playoffs. But, I mean, look, how much grief can – and I get It's a disappointment, and it's a a, a once-in-a-lifetime really kind of easy schedule. But still, if you have a winning record, I don't know how much you could just completely bash. Yeah, you could say, this needs to be changed. They need to do this differently. And I've said what I think – what's going to happen next year. I think it's going to be awful. But – Still, you go nine and eight. I mean, it's it's Sean Payton went nine and eight his last season here. Nobody was complaining about that.
1: Well, they were also unsettled at quarterback. Uh, you know, like, I mean, at one point they had to play Ian Book at quarterback. I mean, geez. I get I mean,
0: that. And <laughs> Trevor Simeon for four games, who's awful. Right,
1: right, exactly. So I, I think, though, when you look back at the Saints' schedule and you look at some of the losses that they had, and you think, man, which ones could have changed? Which ones should have been different? Green Bay. Green Bay for sure, given – now you look at how well they're playing. Like I would say the Packers are a better team now than the Saints are. But at that point, the Saints were a better team then. That game got away. That one's ones that you're going to be kicking yourself. And then I would say if you look at – how the, the, the rest of the schedule has panned out with how teams have done. the uh, may, Let's see.
0: If, Probably, Taysom doesn't,
1: if Taysom doesn't fumble, they beat Atlanta. That The Falcons game was the one I was going to point to uh, because you look at it now. The Rams are playing well. The Lions are good. Uh, the Vikings, I mean, that one, you just... You my, caught, thing you, about,
0: my thing about Green Bay, Larry, I hate to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. the thing that really ticks me off by Green Bay is... If you don't let that fourth quarter lead slip away, you're three and zero. Okay, to me that changes the outlook on everything. I don't even think you can you can't go game by game after that. I think they played differently against Tampa Bay in Week Four. I think the whole season is different. It has a whole different feel. If you win that game and go three and zero, to me there's and I, I don't, I don't want to be Captain Obvious here, but there's a major difference between two and zero and three and zero, and especially two and zero uh 3-0 and 2-1, oh and, two and one. I'm talking about, to me, there's just something in the mindset that if you start out 3-0, oh, I don't know what the percentage is. I think it's like 80-something percent you're going to make the playoffs if you get to 3-0. and oh. So there's just something about the mindset. And to me, to let that game squander away, you allowed a team like Green Bay, which wasn't doing anything at the time, and Jordan Love, who basically was making his first home start ever, to come in, and had this fourth-quarter comeback when he hadn't done anything for three quarters, that just demoralized this team, and it carried over into the next week and I think changed the course of the season.
1: And look, after that game, it's not like Jordan Love played super well no. until about midseason, and now he's, he's playing like the guy Green Bay hoped, and it, it, it almost seems like the future's pretty bright uh, for Jordan Love. But you also got to remember, in that game, Derek Carr gets hurt, yep. and then he plays hurt the next week. And so then you 100%. go to two and two, you play a hapless Patriots team. Anybody with a pulse, you know, should beat them. And the Saints beat up on it. But then you, you probably have still a bit of a, a, a physically fragile Derek Carr, maybe. And then they don't beat the Texans, and then they don't beat the Jaguars, and now you're in a you're in a hole, and you're playing having to play catch up. And uh, you know, the, you could argue the Colts win was was. One of, if not the best win of the season, because they're fighting for playoffs and uh, and, and such. You, you know, the two best wins of the season, caliber wise, was the Colts and the Bucks. But yep. like, like, like you said, like, the Packers game, Falcons game. I think those are the two you look back on and say, man, you kind of let those slip away. Because the Vikings, it's like the Saints didn't even show up. That was that was one of that like just. Flub games where it's just like, man, what the heck happened? I feel like the Saints have one of those every year, but, but yeah, I, I would look more back at pa- Packers and Falcons. That man, those are games that you could have had.
0: Those uh, are season changers. Agreed. Especially Green Bay is a season changer. Um, and so when you look forward to this game again, I'm not—I don't want to give our predictions away because we're going to end the show again. <clears throat> excuse me with our predictions of this game and whether we think the Saints will make the playoffs or not. But when you look at this matchup, it's a little bit different than last week. I went into last week, and I know you and I weren't together, but I thought last week was a great matchup for the Saints. Like I said, against the Rams, I didn't think it was a good matchup. Last week was clearly a good matchup because you look at these numbers, and the Saints and Falcons are very evenly matched teams. They both have, let's say, less than spectacular coaches um, who have made some questionable decisions throughout the year. That's the politically correct way to put it. But again, you look at these numbers 16 and 13 add up to 19, uh, 29, excuse me. 18 and 11 add up to 29. So by rankings alone, these are the same teams. And I think it's going to be a super close kind of game because of that.
1: Yeah. And you just look back at the, la- the game they played last time. I mean, the Saints need to get to the end zone. Like, that's, they scored five field goals. Right. Uh, you know, that's not going to win this game, even no, though they threw
0: a pick six in one of them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, when they got the, they went zero for five in the red zone. One of them was a pick six. They actually gave the Falcons a touchdown.
1: Right, Jesse Bates with the touchdown. That's yeah. right. And so, uh, look, you know, you, you you can't be hapless in the red zone. I mean, that's that's just that. And like you said, that that was the swing. I mean, the, the pick six, you, you total swing. If the Saints score a touchdown there, guess what? They win the game. Yeah. So no, uh, I agree. It's uh, it just goes to show how the,
0: one play, one moment not only could change an entire game, but can change the whole season. So, I mean, now you're not changing the season, really. You you win. You got to win. Either way, you still need help no matter what. But I, I think the Saints come, again, I'm not giving my pick away, but I think both of these teams are to come out in a good mindset. I mean, the Falcons have squandered opportunities, I think two of the three past weeks they lost at Carolina. That's going to be a killer to them. But I think both of these teams are going to come out. I think you're going to get your, the best effort from both of them.
1: Well, they both have something to play for, insanely. Look, like the Falcons win. Tampa loses. The Falcons That's are right. the NFC South champion, 100%. So they are certainly playing uh, for that opportunity. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And it, Here's the thing. It's like you don't want Taylor Heineke to have one of these Good Taylor Heineke moments, which we've seen him have in the past, and so like that, you got to worry about that. And of course, uh, stopping the run—you uh, don't want Bijan Robinson or, or, or Tyler Algier to run on you. And we've seen running backs run on them at times this year. So uh, you know, and you know, it comes down to that: create some takeaways, which Heineke is prone to doing, got giving the, the all away. Man. Yeah, and you, uh, no, no doubt. And you know, you you got to see the Saints. Their pressure package last week was pretty top-notch. So yeah. I think that's uh, uh, that's something that the Saints need to lean on going into this game.
0: Uh, Patrick says he heard the Ritter is the quarterback. I have not heard that. Now, Taylor Haneke is dealing with an injury, so it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Ritter, Desmond Ritter, is the quarterback uh Ritter is a, is a city in southwest Louisiana. Um, Close enough. But, but, yeah, I mean, they're both probably equally as good as quarterback. But regardless, the Saints have to get pressure. And like last week when I was talking about how the Bucs were terrible against the pass, 32nd against the pass or Tampa Bay, it was going to be a Derek Carr kind of game. And he stepped up and he played very well. I think we it doesn't look like Alvin Kamara is going to play at this point. Which means you got to get Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill to be super involved running the football.
1: Yeah, and you know that's going to happen. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Just a heads up: um, Taylor Heineke has an ankle. I know he was limited in practice Wednesday. Um, I think it's going to be Taylor Heineke. I think think it's going to be Taylor Heineke too. I mean, I think they
0: think that's probably their only chance to win. So, and Claude, in answer to your question: I don't think we know the answer to whether Kamara playing, but I would. Day, it's looking more and more like he's not. He has not pr- participated in practice for two days. And I don't think the Saints want to talk about high ankle sprains because we know what that's done in, to this team in the past with different players, <laughs> Michael Thomas. But, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara is a different kind of player. But I got to say at this point, I think I'd be surprised if he plays.
1: Yeah, I would be too. Uh, I know Alvin's going to want to play, uh, but you can't you can't 100%. have him out there hampered. He's I mean, the Saints offense... Uh, is uh, can be anemic at times, and you can't have someone, even though he's like, arguably your best weapon, but still, you, you can't have him no, out not there. Arguably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Jamal Williams, uh, this needs to be a type of game for him. Obviously, Taysom Hill, need to have him involved. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's one of those games where you, you wished it didn't come down to having to play Atlanta for your playoff life, but that's where we are.
0: Oh, boy. Every, uh, you know, in the, in the ghost of Buddy D kind of comes into my body every now and then. Oh and I my. feel the need to, to answer the squirrels for some reason. Here you go, squirrel. Are y'all idiots running this page? Y'all have the voice. We have the voice. Ask Gail Benson why she doesn't care about this team. Are you serious, dude? I mean, really. You think Gail Benson doesn't care about this team? Why is Loomis, it would be why are Loomis, Allen, and Carmichael still here? Well, they have a chance to have a winning record. This is my point, okay? I don't like what's going on this year either. Have they underachieved? I think Larry and I both agree, we've said it already, that they have underachieved. But you don't just fire a coach and a general manager because you've underachieved to me if they go nine and eight first of all he's not getting fired so we're really kind of wasting time because larry can only be on for another i don't know 10 minutes or so so but the fact that you want to just fire every fire everybody they're gonna they might go nine and eight even if they make the playoffs fire everybody i mean that just makes a lot of sense doesn't
1: it yeah i will be curious to see there will be changes I'm curious to see where the changes will happen. Like they, to me, of the three that he mentioned, I mean, Carmichael would be the most uh, likely, um, you know, I, I'm like, I really, you, you keep saying about Dennis Allen, like he's safe. I, I'm, I'm leaving that option on the table. Oh no,
0: man. Come on. You've been, you covered this team for over a decade. I know, you know
1: how it works. Come but on, but I'm man. leaving that. I'm leaving that option on the table. The
0: only option that Dennis, the only this is at this point, I think the only chance Dennis now Pete Carmichael, I think he resigns on his own. That that's just my opinion. I don't think he wants to be bashed anymore. I wouldn't want to be bashed like this if I were him. Um, and the Saints just don't fire people. I think he's going to step down on his own. That's my opinion. But Dennis Allen, barring resigning, which I can't see because he knows he's never going to get another head coaching job in his life, I can't fathom that they would fire Dennis Allen, especially. If the, I, I just, I just, I think that's crazy. Bar- Barry says the squirrel never uh, lived through the Meekum ownership years. I did. I rem- I mean, we had a new coach every, every other year. They fired Hank Strand, for God's sake. It was way, it was the opposite of, the, of this thing last year. I mean, uh, during the Meekum last year, last deck, last lifetime, I guess I should say. All right, look. I swear we're going to get back to the Saints real quickly because I want to talk about the other games especially. I want to talk about the Panthers and the Bucks and get your thought on that game. Um, This line has not moved since it went from 5.5 to 4.5 quickly. The Sharps jumped on Carolina early. It's kind of steadied. It stayed where it is. I think the Sharps are pretty good about where this line is right now. Bucks are 4.5 point favorite. I don't know that we know how injured Baker Mayfield really is I mean, Teran Matthew gave him a shot in the ribs. If anyone doesn't think that was on purpose, thinking about the future at, the, at that point, the Saints are going to win the game. You might as well give him a little, little love tap. And I think that was, there's no question that that's what that was. If that affects him going into this game and they have to go to Kyle Trask for some reason, or Baker Mayfield has to play with injured ribs. I think that really could affect that
1: game. Well, there's certainly a difference between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but uh but yeah, I think that uh, just scanning what's going on as we're talking, uh, that Baker Mayfield is on the practice field, so you know he's doing his thing. So I think he's going to be. Uh, I, look, yeah, guy's playing. I mean, he's yeah, he's you know, he he plays through. He plays hurt. Like he, that's one thing you can't question about him. Uh, so yeah, I, like I, I just think that uh, the, you got guys that are hungry on one side, and you got guys who are ready to go to Cancun on the other side. So you know, I, I think that's uh, uh, that that plays into this. And it's, look, they're at Carolina. There's going to be like six people at the game. I mean, nobody. It's going to be like playing in like a COVID stadium when they're only at, like three thousand people there. So look, I'm pick Tampa. Uh, to me, it's an easy pick. Uh, I like Carolina gave up last week. They're not going to all of a sudden just say let's win one for. The old uh, win one for the Tepper. No, they're not, they're not going to do that.
0: They're a completely different team at home, though. And I think this line is uh, jumped down for a reason. Um, I think when you look at the, the splits on, and this is from a betting perspective, not from um, anything else. I mean, when you look at the splits, the Bryce Young is a much better quarterback at home. Not that he's great at home either. Uh, I agree that I don't think they're going to necessarily fight for the Tepper. Um, that's not going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. That's kind of funny, actually. Someone might get into
1: a fight with Tepper. (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, uh, I mean, the temperature is, is Tepper and and uh, Tepid, whatever you (laughs) want to call it, uh, you know, exact Tepper. I like that, but I think it's going to be a fight. Uh, I'll give you my final prediction in a minute, but I think that's going to be close. I definitely would say, I think I like the Panthers plus four and a half, whether they win or not is another story real quickly. Other two games before we get back to the saints and end the show with saints, Texans Colts, I find super interesting. This line has pretty much steadied out. It's the public is all over Houston. I don't think there's a single Aunt Mabel or Drunk Joe who thinks the Texans won't win this game. But the shops have kind of like, kind of quietly behind the scenes hit the Colts a little bit. Colts are at home. They were favored in Houston in Week Two. I think they're. I don't see what's that big of a difference between the two teams now. I'm not sure why the Colts by the Texans are now favored in Indianapolis.
1: Yeah. I've picked the Texans, but I don't love the pick. Uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, uh you know, the, the Colts being at home in this one I think will matter. Uh, and you know, they're both kind of playing on the same plane, uh, fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, the winner is still alive. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, depending on what happens, uh, on the next day, which I found that fascinating. So it gives you a reason to tune in Saturday night, which is why the NFL put that game there. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah. So it's, uh, uh, and they also, also, both have a chance to make the wild card as well, right? Right, right. So the winner survives, and yeah. I think that's uh, uh, you got to see what's going to happen playing around with them. But I picked the huge, I picked the Texans. But like I said, I don't love that pick. Uh, I, I'm just going with it. Here's the, you know me, I'm quarterback guy. Who do I trust more, Gardner Minshew or CJ Stroud? I, I trust CJ Stroud.
0: I hear you, and uh, it's a really tough one to pick. But I, I put this one my best bets, and not so. It's not based off of any. Game analysis, it's based off of the fact that Vegas don't lose. Uh, and 96, and I'm not exaggerating, 96% of the bets going into yesterday were on Houston. Oh and so, my. <laughs> and so this money line has actually dropped. It was Colts plus 110 yesterday, and now it's even money. So that shows you some big money is coming on the Colts overnight. Uh, they think in the way that I'm thinking, they, again, Vegas is going to lose a ton of money if Houston wins this game. They don't usually win a ton of money. So, I mean, lose a ton of money. So, I'm taking the Colts, again, strictly a, uh, me versus Aunt Mabel and Drunk Joe pick there. Finally, before we get back to the Saints, Sunday night football, the final game of the regular season in 2023, or at least the 2023 season. What a big game. The AFC East Championship, the Bills were left for dead a few weeks ago. This line has come down. It has definitely moved. Big money has come in on the Dolphins over the course of the last 24 hours. It has gone from... Bills minus three to bills minus two and a half at minus 120. And let me just tell you, if you don't know a lot about the gambling world, to move a number off of three is either way. To move a number off of three is a big deal. It means somebody or at least a group of people with money have put money on the Dolphins. The money lines changed also from plus 140 to plus 130. Um, But yet most of the tickets are on the bills, which means, again, another game where the public is all over the bills, But the money is kind of on Miami here.
1: I have picked Buffalo, but I can see where there could be some hesitation with Josh Allen. I mean, I think that's probably why. I know he's banged up, and he has not played super great lately. So I think that is part of it. And I know the, the Dolphins are really beat up. Like that's To me, when I picked Buffalo, I'm thinking, how are they going to rush the passer? Because they, they just lost Chubb, uh, they don't have right. Jalen uh, you know, Jalen Phillips, uh, and so it's something that their edge rushers, where do they get that? And I think that's that's a big deal. And so uh, and also uh, you know Xavier Howard's banged up, Jalen Waddles banged up, uh, Raheem Mostert's banged up. Like even I say all that, and yet look, the Dolphins secondary is still pretty good. Uh, The Dolphins still have weapons, Tariq Hill, you know, uh, a shame. Uh, So it's you look at it in that sense, I could see, to me, the Josh Allen factor of being healthy or being erratic. I could see where money could be coming in back onto the Dolphins. So I get that, but I I pick Buffalo.
0: This is my best bet of the week. Uh, And everyone's talking about, you just mentioned it, Josh Allen. But, you know, everyone wants to talk about the Dolphins' injuries. And they don't want to talk about how banged up the Bills are as well. They have their own issues. And I just think the Dolphins are a different team at home. Um, and they've only lost three games under Mike McDaniel at home in, the, in, the, in his tenure here. They're 13-3 and three at home under Mike McDaniel. They play much differently at home. And I just think that if you go back and you, you look at that playoff game they played in Buffalo last year in the snow, they really should have won that game, honestly. And I think that kind of creeps in. I think it's sort of a... I think you're going to see the Dolphins' best effort after last week putting up that stinker. I really, really liked it. I loved them way more at, at getting three than I love them getting to two and a two-and-a-half. That half a point makes a big difference. I'd probably, at at two-and-a-half, I'd actually rather play the money line at plus 130, where a $10 bet gets you 13, or a $100 bet gets you 130, depending on how you look at it. So I'm going to take the Dolphins' surprise. We're, we're different on... Uh, on two of these and now I'll give you my my prediction uh well we'll give you our predictions on what we think is going to happen with the Saints this week as we go back and wrap up the show we got about uh two three more minutes real quick what you got this weekend
1: I am taking the Saints and I feel pretty good about it like i I, I feel like the Saints that they're gonna kind of rod some of that momentum I think I feel I feel good about this one I think Jamal Williams if he's got a feeling, I think he could be viable. Uh, I, I feel like that, I don't know. I, I just, I, I sense that Derek Carr is playing better. Uh, his numbers the last few weeks, in the last four weeks, he's one of the top passer-rated guys yep. in the NFL. But one of those passer ratings is a fluke because it came in the Rams when they, had, when they scored touchdowns at the end and whatever. That was a fluke. But the other games he played well. So I feel like that that he can, if he plays the way he played last week and week 15, and the Saints defensively, they they fluster Atlanta. Look, I, I, I like the Saints. I'm gonna go Saints 20, the Falcons 17.
0: Um, I agree with you. I think that the well, that means that you think that the the Saints will be right on the line, and it's a push. Um, so I don't, I never predict pushes. Uh, you just can't win. I mean, nobody wins. If well, a I'm not, I, Hey, Hey, that's not your world. <laughs> I get it. It is mine. I'm going to say this. Look, I'm not even going to predict. I wouldn't predict a push anyway. I think the Saints going to have an inspired effort. I think they're better than the Falcons. Um, I, I think that they will be able to run the ball. Even if Kamara doesn't play, I liked what I saw out of Jamal Williams and look, I haven't heard a lot of Derek Carr bashing the last month. I really have. It's amazing. All the bashing now is on Dennis Allen. The the Derek Carr haters have kind of crawled in their little squirrel holes the last month or so, and it's kind of interesting. I find it interesting because since that first quarter of that Lions game, he's been a different guy. He's played actually very well. Um, I think the Saints win this one fairly easily. I'm going to say 23 to 13. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game as well. And my prediction on Bucks. And Panthers because they're not going to win the wild card. Yeah, Seattle and Green Bay aren't losing. At least one of the two are going to win. I think both win, uh, but I don't think uh, I don't think it's coming to the wild card. So they need the Panthers to win. And what I think is going to happen, I think the Panthers are going to be winning throughout most of the game. I've seen this movie before. Fifty-two yard field goal for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I think his name is is it McLaughlin or Laughlin? I can't remember. Whatever. Chase,
1: Chase McLaughlin.
0: Chase McLaughlin is going to hit a 52-yard field goal as time expires. The Bucks win by one and break the hearts of Hudats. Although technically they will still have a chance if the Saints win. No matter what happens, they have a chance going into the late window. They just need to become uh, Cardinals and uh, Bears fans. We'll see.
1: Well, I'm closing the window. I pick Tampa. I pick Seattle. And I pick Green Bay.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I picked all three of those as well. In fact, Seattle's one of my best bets of the week. I think they're going to really rebound. I think they're going to have a really good week in our, everybody's talking about how good Arizona has been. Yeah. I don't know. Edgar, the future does not look good. That's another show. Maybe that's next week. We'll talk about it later. Which future? I agree, I agree
1: like, with you. Unfortunately, me and Jim. Look, we don't look, we're not going to get fired. I don't think, it's, right? Well, I hope not. I
0: hope <laughs> I'm still doing this next year. I hope you're still sitting here with me. Um, yeah, I know that was a little little rough cut there at the end, but in all seriousness, Larry, I, I you know it's it's kind of interesting how things work out. Jeff Duncan was my Friday guy for a year and a half or so, and I always did. We always did great shows here on Friday. Help, Jeff really helped me build this podcast. I mean, that I owe a lot to Jeff Duncan. But you know, when he couldn't do it anymore because the the Saints that kind of our Saints. Uh, coverage. We we tried to revamp things. They had their own podcast now, Saints Insiders Podcast. Uh Zach Ewing, my old boss, when took over the Saints uh side of things. And so Dunk had his commitments over there. And so I didn't hesitate. I asked Larry and it's kinda interesting. The old Dunk and Holder gr- crew, we had Dunk before. We got Holder next. Maybe when, if Larry can't do it anymore, I'll ask Clyde Verdan to do it. And uh we'll we'll just have we'll just keep going on with this. But I really, I thank Larry for coming on all year long. Uh, he's been great. I love our shows, the formats that we, we hold out, uh, you know, that we do. Um, he doesn't cover the Saints anymore. He covers the NFL for the athletic, and he's been great. So we'll have him on throughout the rest of the football season and before we go back to our one-show-a-week schedule when football is over in February. But uh, I can't thank Larry enough, and especially this time in the new year. See how positive I am today? I know it's unusual. Um, I was thinking about that. I think, I think I'm trying to, you know, people ask me what my New Year's resolution is. Well, number one is I need to lose about 60 pounds. I mean, let's be real. Uh, I've got this nice piece of exercise equipment I bought about two months ago, and it's still sitting in a box because I can't, I got so much clutter in here. So that's, that's number two. I got to declutter so I can set up this damn machine. Uh, but I think, one of the main things that I'm looking for this year is to become more positive. Um, I think it affects, I don't think, I know it affects the way you feel. If you're negative about things, you feel like crap, right? If you're more positive, even if it's not, everything's not positive, you have a more positive outlook on things. I think it changes the way you feel. So that's what I'm trying to do right here. Um, So when I talk all these good things about the saints, and you're, like, wondering, who stole Jim Derry? Where did he go? I think I'm – look, maybe I'll be pissed off at the world on Monday. Who knows? Um, You know, if if the Saints go into the game, they play well, and then they find a way to blow it, especially if Tampa Bay loses and the Falcons get in and win the NFC South, yeah, I'll probably be pretty pissed off on Monday. Um, But I don't think that's going to happen. I have a positive outlook. I just – you know, and more things happen – i think of the people that i know where good things happen to them i'm not going to mention any names here but there are are plenty of people i know where it seems like good things just happen to them all the time and you know what they're they're just generally positive people so maybe changing your outlook in 2024 i don't want to sound like some some guy you turn off like oh listen to this clown but i just think that's what we're going to do you're only human after all says billy joel so maybe the Saints just need a second win. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they win this game, Tampa Bay loses, and they, they earn that playoff game? I am so interested. If for no other reason, I want to see, I want to feel that dome mentality. What is the dome mentality going into a potential playoff game against the Philadelphia Eagles? Is that dome going to be like the old dome with Peyton and Breeze? Probably not quite that. But I bet it would be a feel that we haven't felt in a long time. It, I, I really think that is the, that would be the case. Again, a one in four, we gave you all the percentages, a one in four chance. it's not likely but they got a shot. And they are human. Dennis Allen's human. My friend Pete Carrmichaels, uh, Pete Carmichael's human. Derek Carr's human. I'm human. Even you haters are human. Don't forget your second win. Give them a chance. Let's see what happens on Sunday. We will be back on Monday with Derry's Dime. Maybe Uncle Big Nick. I will give you my prediction for the College Football National Championship game. I know you can't wait. Let's hope it's a happy show. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Peace and love, my friends.